<laughs> That'd be cool. I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, Hi, right everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Friday? We're getting better with the days, I think. We are. We're really, we really are. Well, happy Friday, and welcome uh, to Live from Rabs, from inside uh, a very empty Rabs Country Lanes. Very sad, empty Rabs Country yeah. Lanes. Uh, episode 34. Yeah. I think we're up to day 39 of the quarantine. We are. We've got a, we've got a, a little bit more to go. Uh, Naz and I are somewhat alone today. Yeah, this we have is no production team. No production team. No producer. No director. No. Uh, we just have Michael and Jimmy somewhere hanging out in the back. Vicky is Vicky somewhere again. around somewhere. Uh, she was on the phone, and I'm surprising if uh, you were able to hear. I wouldn't be surprised if you were able to hear her uh, from, from all the way from the front counter on the phone. Well, hi Nana. Hi Ken. Uh, hi Lori. And Anne. Of course, you can't wait to watch. We're yes. excited. Uh, we're excited to have you all join us today. We got a great show. Without her pizza, it's a it's a it's a you great Friday. That? Yeah, the weather stinks though. I I, I heard it's going to be sunny a little bit nicer tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and Kenny, I think mentioned that he got a haircut, and I actually cut my bangs this morning. I I very tentatively. Trimmed and trimmed and trimmed. It took me probably half an hour to trim a quarter of an inch off, but I didn't. Brave. <laughs> I just kept seeing all those memes with the half bangs. So, uh, yeah. I saw a before and after picture of Kenny, but we didn't see a video. I would have loved to see a video of Joanne buzzing your head. Um, that would be cool. Um, and, and we probably would share that. I'm Naz. I'm not. I, I have a buzzer. I've I've got the tools. I'm not buzzing my full head. I told you bring that buzzer in. I'll take. I'll yeah. I'll hook you up on the side. I trim the sideburns. I'm <laughs> I'm confident in that because otherwise they'd be down good, here. Though. They'd be curly. Uh, this the thing on the top is rough because now I've got the calyx are ruining the front and I'm like pasting it down a little bit. It looks alright um, for now. It's good. It's working, but now I'm starting to yeah. There's only so much I can do, but maybe, maybe, maybe I'll take take you on that. But nobody's cutting the top. I'm not like no. I wouldn't the touch the top. I'll just buzz the sides for you. We're getting closer to me agreeing to that. <laughs> we went from October <laughs> dyeing my hair pink, and they didn't raise enough. They didn't come up with enough funds, so that didn't happen. So this October, if they wanted to raise enough money, I I would do it for the month. I'm not buzzing my head, but I said I would dye my hair. Okay. Uh, for the right price. So and what was the price? Those that are watching, uh, that are members of our team and family here, you know the number. Uh, it's not for public consumption, but it's <laughs> a lot of money. Uh, it's a lot of money to be considered that would go straight to our Bowling Against Breast Cancer campaign, uh, and I would do it. So we went from living, live, so we went from live streaming, dyeing my hair pink, and that didn't happen because it was too quick, and you guys didn't come up with enough money. Um, but then now it's turned into now you want to buzz my hair. I want to buzz your hair for free. We're not raising any money. No, no, no. I'm we're okay gonna, with We're going to buzz it. We're yeah. just going to buzz it. We'll see. Uh, well, happy Friday. Uh, crappy bowling weather, though. It's bowling weather, and sadly, we can't take it. Is, it is, but we're not bowling. Uh, you know, uh, here we are, and it's been, a, it's been a rough couple of days for our bowling community. Yeah. It, it, it has been. Uh, we've had some sadness uh, in our family, and um, we've lost uh, Andrew DeVito. Richie Chin, 
Mike Mezzacapa and Marion Weibel this week. And uh, I, there's no words of uh, prayers to their families for strength to get through this. Um, and uh, we just hope that they know that we're here and all of us are praying for them. And um, that's that. For sure. Uh, and, you know, reflection, we've got a lot of good stories and memories yep. uh, of, of some great people uh, who will certainly be missed, uh, if, sadly, without closing the bowling season. Um, they'll be missed. And we're thinking about you and your families. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, Ness. Uh, he always makes me do the hard stuff. He knows. <laughs> He knows I'm yeah, barely... you know, I hate to I hate to bring it down, but it, it, it's hard because we have to acknowledge I it. Have and, to acknowledge and these it. are friends and family yep. uh, of this of this great community that we have, yep. and yep. we'd be remiss if we didn't. I've um, known Richie since we were kids, and um, yeah, I'm barely holding it together. So let's. Uh... All right, uh, you did. You know, you didn't put the diffuser on today, <laughs> and I needed it today. <laughs> I don't even. Is there water in there? Did you fill it up? Yeah, I filled it up. We're good. We're good um, to go. On a lighter note, a happy birthday to our super coach, Daniel Block. Daniel, happy birthday. I know this is not how you wanted to celebrate your birthday, uh, but we know uh, you're you're doing it as best as you can. So happy birthday, Daniel. Uh, we miss you. We miss hearing your voice. We definitely do. <laughs> we definitely do. So uh, a couple of things. This week we, we launched Rab's, Rab's Got, Got Talent. So we want you to show off your talent. We've got, uh, we've got, you know, it's turning into, we've got some nice prizes that we're going to award some winners. Uh, so you have until May 15th, of course, May 15th, that's the current pause time. Uh, we're hoping that after that, some light comes in. I, we don't know, but at least May 15th is the deadline to submit your video. Go to bowlatrabs.com back, back. I can't say that. Backslash. Backslash talent. It's on our Facebook page. Submit your fill out the form. Submit your video. It's easy, and then a voting period is going to open where everybody's going to get the chance to vote on their for your favorite favorite talent, and it's anything. It could be singing, dancing, <laughs> armpit farting, <laughs> uh, whatever special talent you might have. We want to see it, and if you know somebody with a talent. Talent. Appropriate talent, yeah. of course. And if you know somebody that has a talent that may be a little shy, may need a little nudging, let us know. We'll get right on there. And You are definitely a nudger. I can nudge. You can nudge. I've nudged three people so far. So, yes. Uh, we're going to have to put Ronnie into detention today. Uh, Dennis went into detention yesterday for being late to the show. And now Ronnie... Oh, yes, he goes to detention. That smells really good. That's the... Uh, Today is citrus bliss. Oh, that smells really nice. Yes. That might actually work. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice one. It's a favorite. It's a favorite. So we've got, <coughs> and we don't condone some of these, some of our activities here on the approaches. We've got drinks. We've got water in a diffuser. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, <laughs> we've been good. We haven't spilt anything here. Only at home. Yes. Uh, I'm happy to say my the box arrived to get my computer fixed. So I could send it back. It's costing me just as much as to go buy a new one. Uh, that's the crazy part about the whole thing. Uh, but I deserve it. I, I probably do deserve it. I did it. I, I owned up to it. Funny part on uh, so <laughs> Screwball on their Instagram page has a post uh, of a of a Screwball bottle and a, and a drink next to a MacBook. 
You should. You, oh, I did. Yeah, I posted. You should definitely. I posted. Alert them to the danger. Wes right. Uh, we had dogs on lanes. We had dogs on lanes. We did have dogs dogs on lanes yesterday too. Yeah, we don't condone that either. Uh, so funny. Wait, you know what? I should probably share it because it is pretty funny. Uh, so I posted on that post after Kevin Bono made fun of me. I said, no, the last time I enjoyed while working, I fried my MacBook with a slight spill. Keep away. Uh, and of course, screwball wrote back a get screwed responsibly. Oh, very. That's, <laughs> they have their whole campaign set up. They got it all set up. <laughs> kind of funny. So yeah, no dogs in the lanes, no drinks here, water diffusers. Um, but anyway, that, we could do right now. We could do whatever we want. We have to fix it if we break it. Nobody's here to um, to tell us no. It's all a secret. Yeah, unless we tell them. <laughs> we had a special guest with us today. Uh, our friend. You know, it's funny. I say this all the time. Our friends, but they really are our friends. They're great folks in our industry, and we've been very lucky. We are lucky uh, to bring you some uh, our friends up close and personal. That a lot of times we get to see maybe once a year, sometimes a couple times a year, and we're bringing them to you via Facebook, and we're excited. Uh, today we've got Chuck Gardner. Uh, you know, I, I, in our post, I wrote the PBA tour aficionado. Uh, and I, I mean, that's that's one thing we could call Chuck. Uh, and he's great. He's been on. The, he's been uh, another great ambassador for our sport. And uh, you look like you have a guest with you, Chuck. Chuck I do. Chuck in the truck, as he's uh, known as. What's going on? Oh, just uh, hanging out with my friend, uh, Dasha. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Sean. She's very. She's not very talkative right now. Very quiet. Very uh, quiet. And if anybody has ever been in her company, you know that she's not a quiet person. <laughs> no, no. Let me get this hat off of her. I'm not sure the hat looks good on her. <laughs> yeah. She looks better without the hat. Uh, there you go. Now you can see her face. You had a little shadow there. That's awesome. Well, hi, Dasha. Hi, Chuck. Uh, Chuck, uh, thank you for accepting our invitation and joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. It gave me a another day where I could get up and, and actually take a shower and put on clean clothes and at least from the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had a, it's funny. Uh, I had a post a, a little while ago. He's like, man, I'm doing a few of these, if, if these things. And I just want to be I basically saying, I just want to be home. Leave me alone. I don't want to have to <laughs> shave and cut my hair and get dressed. I just want to relax. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm thrilled okay. because if, if I, if I wasn't doing this, I, I don't, I don't know what I would look like. Um, <laughs> it, responsibility. Yeah, it, it gives me a little, a little feeling that I'm accomplishing something that, that. Uh, uh, I don't know. I went out to get the mail um, one day last week and whew, wasn't good. I my neighbor saw me and he's, "Hey, how are you doing?" And I'm like, um, "I'm good." He goes, "Well, you look kind of homeless." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I, I feel that. So, uh, well, you know, I, I'm going to say the, the wife's not really going to allow too much of that to happen anyway. No, no. She'll, no, uh, I, at some point, she'll say, uh, Excuse me, you really look worse than you normally do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's a funny lady. Uh, hey, uh, tell us uh, what's going on. Uh, what's going on with you? How are you guys holding up uh, down there? You know, we're doing okay. Um, you know, I, I just, like everybody else, I, I really I miss uh, the interaction with our our bowling family. Um, I, I'm I'm fortunate. I'm still having a lot of interaction. Um, 
this is probably the fourth or fifth show I've been on in the last uh, six or seven days, and I'm I'm doing a couple more, so I'm getting to interact with some people that I that I care about and that I enjoy in the sport. Um, but you know, Deb is Deb is uh, petrified, um, so she's not at all a fan of leaving the house and, uh, you know, we, we are kind of old. So, uh, we know that it's, that this virus is, you know, it's hard on old people and, and, uh, I mean, it's hard on everybody. My God, it's a, it's a, it's a tragedy, this whole thing. But, uh, uh, but we, uh, you know, we're doing, we're doing okay. We're, we're doing okay. You are not old. Give me a break. Oh, (laughs) I'm going to be 61 this year, man. Oh, 61. Oh, oh my God. Oh, well, I'm going to remind him of that the next time he calls me old and I'm 62. <laughs> I, wait, actually, actually, yeah, I'm 61. So I'm the same age. So You sure? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to be 62. Is that in Nazi as a woman years? No, it's, it's my, I was born in 1952. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Just, you know, you were, you were curious. It's funny that you talk about age, though. There have been times somebody says, "Well, how old are you?" And I, uh, twenty-eight. Like, just you just, it, it just comes a number. Up, where did that even come from? Like, you don't even know where that comes from. It doesn't really matter anyway. No, how it old doesn't. you are? It doesn't. Uh, so, where where are you right now? I am. Uh, I'm in my man cave down in uh, down in Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> and uh, we've got uh, this this cool room with uh, all kinds of memorabilia and neat things and. Uh, this is where I love to do. This is where we do all our uh, all both life uh, presentations and giveaways, and it's just it's kind of my place to be by myself. And it's quiet. It's uh, and it's uh, it's it's pretty. It's beautiful to be around, and so I enjoy that. That's where I am. It looks great. You know, I've seen it in the videos. I didn't ever knew where you. I, I assumed that you were maybe sitting in a pro shop somewhere. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, talk. So you got all these balls on 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 the back wall. I memorabilia. So what's like? What's your prized possession on that wall? Um. Well, I don't know. My God. Everything's got a story. I know everything has a story, and Chuck has it lots. Does. Of oh, everything here has a story. Um, and uh, I, I, I would say, I don't know. It, it, I have so many things that are so important to me. Um. And and in our for me in our sport, um, I've got uh, the trophy. Uh, it's a it's a it's a really cool mirror um, that was a trophy for Walter Ray's um, last PBA 50 title, um, PBA 50 title number 14. Um, uh, this this past year, it's a, it's a really cool possession. It's really something neat. He gave it to me that day when he won it, and. Uh, you know, cause he knows I've, I've got some really neat things and, uh, I'm blessed. I'm really blessed, uh, to have spent so much time with so many great players over the years and, and, and had, uh, unbelievable relationships. And, uh, it's just a lot of fun. How, how, so how long have you been doing, have, have you been out on tour? Um, I became a tour rep in 2002 and, uh, before that I was bowling, I bowled on tour and, um, and my boss at the time, um, Del Warren, uh, who was the president of track uh, back then, um, they wanted to have a tour rep. And uh, the, the tour reps were kind of sort of new to the sport. They had some coaches out there over the years. But um, 
there were only a few. Del Ballard, um, uh, Chris Schlimmer was out there then. And uh, so they, they wanted me to kind of mentor young people. And and uh, it's kind of something I've always really wanted to do. And, and uh, you know, back in 2002, it was a, it was a great option. And uh, I'm, I've been doing it ever since. So it's just uh, it's been it's been quite a blessing. Uh, so we have a question that uh, probably not going to be the easiest to answer is uh, <laughs> who was or is the hardest to talk about his or her equipment? Hmm. <laughs> um, like least cooperative. Is that kind of. <laughs> I would think that that's what that question means. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Without getting in trouble here, Scott. right? <laughs> um, wow, that's uh, that's interesting. That is, um, I will tell you that most players are super cooperative. I will be a hundred percent honest. They they know that that I'm there, uh, that all tour reps are there to help them, uh, give them the best opportunity to compete the best they can. I think some of them are way more open-minded than others. Right. Um, I, I will, and I love him like a brother. Uh, Walter Ray uh, is really interesting um, to deal with as a rep. Um, he he gives very little credit to bowling balls. Um, he and again, he's right because his game. Uh, he doesn't see as big a difference in bowling balls as some of the other players do. So if a, uh, let's use uh, Parker Bone or, or whoever, Bob Learn or Amleto, when they throw a bowling ball with their rev rate and their axis rotation, they see more difference in a bowling ball from one ball to another. When Walter Ray rolls it so forward with a lower rev rate, Right. He sees less difference. So he's a touch less open-minded about changing bowling balls. He's more about uh, give me some guidance on what I should be looking for instead of changing bowling balls. Um, the ladies, the ladies are amazing. Um, they, they are, they're spectacular because 99% of the time they don't want to change bowling balls. They want to change axis rotation. They want to change their tilt. They want to they want to change their ball speed. They want to change where they're playing uh, way before they change, um, they change bowling balls. And I, I remember a discussion I had with Shannon O'Keefe a few years ago. Um, there was an event that I couldn't come to, and I had somebody else go to the event to help our ladies. And after the event – she sent me a really nice text and it basically said, do not ever send this person again <laughs> ever because this person only wanted me to change balls 10 times a block. And that is not what I'm going to do. That is not how I play the game. That is not who I am. And uh, please don't send that person ever again. And uh, so it's, it's really neat. Uh, women, the ladies are very, very different. Now, some of the ladies are, are very ball driven. Uh, Liz Culkin, uh, very bowling ball driven. 
Um, she's, uh, you know, a higher rev rate. Uh, Jordan Richard is pretty bowling ball driven, even though I've ha not had the pleasure of working with Jordan yet, but I've seen her and I've, I've, I've seen her interactions with her reps uh, when, uh, you know, she was with Ebonite International um, before we became the brands of Brunswick. And uh, so I haven't had a chance to work with, uh, with Jordan Richard yet, but it is different. The, the ladies are definitely different than the guys. I mean, that's even something that I see from the coaching that I do. And even with uh, younger uh, girls, uh, high school and some college, that they are definitely more into changing speeds, moving their feet, changing their tilt, and uh, definitely more reticent to change their bowling ball. Yeah. Well, I think it goes to the, and, and I probably will catch holy heck for this, but I, but I, 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 I'm, I'm okay with that. The, it goes to the, to the difference in thought process in the Absolutely. male brain and the late and the female brain. Um, ladies are far more intelligent about <laughs> process oriented things than men are. We, yep. we just aren't. And uh, we're, let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> There's not a lot guys need in life. Like we're pretty simple <laughs> creatures. And uh, so we're, we're not, we're not all that, you know, brilliant. So ladies think differently than men do. And I, I yeah. just think they're more process oriented. And I think that's what makes them totally different. They think with a, a different side of the brain than the man, than the men do. Yeah. And I'm sure you even see that when you coach them that uh, they need more explanation of why they're doing a certain thing then uh, just tell them, all right, you're going to do this, this, and they shake their head and do it. They want to understand, well, why am I doing that? Right. Yep. And, and there are some guys that are that way too, yeah. you know, yep. guys that are, you know, right brain thinkers. They, 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 they're, they're more analytical um, that some guys are, but when you look at the greatest players of all time, um, a lot of them weren't super analytical. Uh, on the men's tour. Um, they took very little time on the approach. They, they got the ball in their hand and they just went. Um, Pete Weber's a prime example of that. I mean, Pete Weber spent zero time on the approach. Um, Mark Roth spent very little time on the approach. Um, so, and then, and then you look at uh, other great players, hall of famer, Patrick Allen, who uh, took forever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you could have a snowstorm and clean it up by the time you went. So, you know, but so everybody's different. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I had a great time when I got to work with Patrick Allen too. I mean, I, I love the guy he was a great bowler and, uh, he was fun to work with, uh, and, and during the time I got to work with him. Yep. He's one of our Northeast characters for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Not far. Not far at all. Uh, so, uh, 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 several of our folks are uh, reminding us that when you were here a few years ago, uh, and they were saying they're saying thank you uh, for for helping them out. And so, Chuck's another group, another another one we got to get back yeah. uh, on the lanes and do a, do a clinic. Uh, oh, it was a blast! All yeah. expressing their appreciation, uh, which something that you do on a regular basis. I mean, not now, but on a regular basis when you're not on, when you're not out on tour, you're out uh, doing coaching clinics, and I would imagine that's another rewarding experience for you. Oh, it's, it's the best. Um, you know, it, it's, 
just seeing bowlers get better um, is kind of what drives me. People ask me all the time, man, you're, you're 60 years old. Um, you still travel 250 nights a year for your job. You sleep in a hotel every night. You live in this beautiful home on the lake, and you're never there to enjoy it. Um, what what makes you want to do it? I'm like, it's just people getting better and enjoying it and getting messages from people a year later or two years later or three years later saying, oh, I really enjoyed our time and I've gotten, I've gone from here to there to here to there and gotten better. And uh, I, I think having young people on staff, this is something that really I express to my bosses all the time. We have got to keep getting young people on staff if you guys want me to stay around because winning with guys like, you know, Parker and Walter Ray and, and, and all the other guys that have won um, is, is less rewarding than winning with a guy for the first time or a lady for the first time. I, I will never forget. Uh, I mean, a Northeast guy, Jonathan Van Hees's first win. That was so emotional for both of us. And it was, uh, it was mind boggling. And, and so getting to have those experience, cause he had been out there for a long time and, and kind of in his words, not mine, in his words, uh, toiled in mediocrity. Um, I think that was the words he used. Um, but he finally won. And, and it was fantastic. And, you know, having Dasha win her first title and, and all the other players that, you know, I've, I've been blessed uh, to be a part of their first win. Yeah. And you have such and the cool thing about the coaching uh, outside of the you know, tour players, you've got this great uh, perspective because of the work that you do. So taking it, dialing it back and back to basics when working with, with, a, with the average uh, league bowler is so different, but you, you bring something different to the table than most professional coaches yeah. do. And, and on top of that, I have to say, I love hearing players talk about their reps uh, because of their experiences. And I will say they all, there's not, I mean, everybody has, could say something bad about everybody, right? But at the same time, nobody's, everybody has this appreciation for Chuck and it's always uh, these great stories. Yeah. And uh, we were just talking about this a little while ago, uh, the PBA Hall of Fame dinner this past fall. Uh, just hearing from that stage and hearing them talk about you, I'm sure is a great feeling too. Uh, but I just enjoy hearing those stories from the players because uh, it's just a, it's a different perspective that we don't get to hear yeah. and appreciation. Yeah. So what Frankie is talking about that last year that um, Chuck was awarded the 2019 Tony Reyes Community Service Award. And uh, Frankie was talking about how uh, touching it was to watch somebody get the award that it really you could tell it meant a lot to him. So tell us about that. Well, you know, it's it's really easy um, to talk about things you're proud of. And, and I, I would say, uh, besides my children, um, that's probably the most proud I've ever been, uh, of, of anything. And, uh, and, and I think, I think that the greatest part of it is that I, I got, I got this recognition when, no one was really seeking the recognition. You know, we, uh, I've been really fortunate 
to have a great family and a great support system around me that we've come up with some ideas and and we started this this foundation and it, it all started with a, with some fun I, I wanted to have I wanted to teach young people about baker bowling because I think bowling baker style is the coolest thing ever yeah. I, I I love team bowling I absolutely love it and uh, so we started this uh, my son and has three pro shops so we started this this fun deal where kids could qualify to bowl on these teams each pro shop had a team and we would have an event every month and they would compete and then the top five from each team got to be on the baker team and then they bowled match play and and we started awarding some scholarships from it and it was just a lot of fun and uh and it kind of wet our appetite for wanting to do more so you know i came up with this idea that I wanted to break down the barriers in our industry, and 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 that was the first ever T-shirt we made, a, a Bowl for Life T-shirt, and it had this cool back back uh, on the back of the shirt, and it showed rocks being busted down and break down the barriers, and 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 my goal for that was, I wanted to reach out to all the people in the industry, different ball companies, different grip companies, different uh, jersey companies. And get them all on board for one common goal, and it's to help kids go to college. So we started with this process, and we, you know, it's the Bowl for Life Foundation, and um, we've given away a lot of money for kids to go to college. Um, last year we gave away almost seventy thousand dollars, and this year um, we're gonna give, we're gonna award more than a hundred thousand dollars in scholarships. Wow, that's great. So. It was, but winning that award for, I mean, Tony Reyes was one of my best friends. Um, we spent a lot of time together. Um, I've been a part of the PBA for 38 years and uh, as, a, as a player and as a rep and, and a person in the industry, um, I am a, I'm a bowling fan. I love bowling. I love the sport. I love everything about it. And uh, to get that recognition was, uh, it was, I was a little overcome with emotion. And, and it's really interesting that because I'm not very good at preparing, I am a guy, um, I do most things. I, I do some speaking engagements, quite a few, um, which I love doing. I absolutely love doing it. I, I, I do some Hall of Fame banquets. I do some other things, and it's it's a blast. I, it's it's such a pleasure. It's so much fun to do. Very seldom do I ever write any kind of a speech. <laughs> well, for this, I did because I thought I might be emotional uh, because I was so surprised by this and so taken back by it. So I wrote this really short speech. Um, and I feared, well, if I just read this, it'll be easy, right? I, I, it'll be super easy. I'll just read this very factual little speech that I put together. And uh, it still didn't work. Um, I was super emotional. And, uh, you know, my family was there. Our first ever Bull for Life scholarship winner was there. A young man that uh, goes to Indiana Tech. Um, he's a Jersey kid, um, Jacob Boris. He he flew in to be at our table, to sit at our table 
Uh, my kids were there. Uh, it was, it was just, it, it was a fun day. And, uh, to hear the things that I heard from some of the players and from the PBA and it was, it was quite touching. Yeah. And, uh, I, I had said to that, as I said, he was a little emotional about it, uh, but it was perfect. And you know, that's the humility, right? That's the, that's the something that you don't do it to get an award or recognition. You do it because you, you can, and you care. And, and it, it so exhibits in what you're saying. And so, uh, that's awesome. So thank you. Uh, no, for thank sharing you. That. That's, that, that's cool. Uh, so a hundred, so the plan, a hundred thousand dollars this year, which is pretty cool. Uh, and so where does that go from here? Um, how, how many kids you, how many kids does that equal out to that you're, you're getting to touch through the work that you do? Well, so far this year, um, we've given away 5,000 per month, um, in thousand dollar increments. So every month we've touched five kids for a thousand dollar scholarship so far this year. And, uh, that is kind of our plan, um, to continue to go forward, uh, giving at least $5,000 a month away. Um, and, and we, we do it through, um, not, it's not really, it's, it has nothing to do with skill level as far as being a bowler. Um, it, it all, it, it's all driven by, we give them each month, we give a new question basically, and they write an essay on how this affects them. Last month was, um, tell us about your coaches and how they impacted your, your bowling. And, uh, it was, it was really amazing. Uh, the, some of the responses and, uh, we're actually going to announce a new scholarship tonight. Uh, I think tonight, I'm, <laughs> maybe I, I think it's tonight. We're supposed maybe. to announce the new one. Uh, this new one, that, that one was sponsored by Ace Mitchell, um, from, from kind of up your way. And, uh, we have, uh, storm storm scholarship will be announced. Uh, I think tonight, I, 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 I hate to say I'm not a hundred percent positive. Um, but there's, uh, I can't remember what theirs is going to be, but it's, it's every month we do something and then we take in the, all the applications and uh, we have a group of people, uh, a small group that go through the applications and try and limit it down to the top, you know, seven or eight. And, uh, I've, I eventually personally, uh, my wife and I read every single one. Um, sometimes it's super time consuming, but you know, we don't watch TV very much. We don't do things like that. Um, so at night we'll sit at the, at, in the living room, um, with some music on and, uh, she'll read, she'll read them to me. And it's really kind of neat to, to listen to the perspective of the kids and, um, and just how creative they are. Uh, some of the ones this past month, the, the one of the young ladies that won, I believe she was from New Jersey, um, that won this past one, she wrote her essay was a letter to her coach, which I thought was super cool yeah. telling her coach how much it impacted her, um, him being her coach. And it was, it was very neat. It was touching and it was really cool. Yeah. That's gotta be so tough to narrow that down. Uh, because every, I'm sure every, uh, every application that you get is heartfelt. Oh yeah. So to, 
So do you open that up to your, your local area or is it the whole United States? How, how do you get these applications? They just, oh, yeah. they, they just go on our, our page, the Bull for Life page, uh, either on Facebook or on our website, bullforlife.com, and uh, they can download it. Yeah, it's, it's nationwide. It's that, nationwide. That's great. That's, that's, yep. I have to say, through the scholarship program that we have here in the center and throughout the, our associations, local and state, receiving and reading those applications, to your point, yeah. uh, you get to learn so much more about an individual, uh, and they're so... They're so warming. Uh, and then the essays, the stories that they tell, you just, it's great to see that they, they kids can exhibit that on paper and then you get to reward them, yeah. uh, whether it's their own humility or their story, or even, you know, in some cases it's based on their true accomplishments. Right. Uh, that's awesome. Yep. That, that's awesome stuff. Yeah. So uh, bowlforlife.com for the, for the information uh, for our youth bowlers that are out there, uh, go check it out and see uh, if you can apply. Yeah, uh, please. Please. We, we have people that apply to every single one. We wow. actually, we actually have a spreadsheet and, uh, Deb, Deb's an accountant. So, <laughs> uh, she has a spreadsheet and she tracks every single application we get on a spreadsheet. And, and, and so every, every scholarship we give away and, and she marks whether they applied or not. And, and it's really interesting because last year near the end of the year, we just randomly uh, picked some some kids that had great great um, applications that ended up not getting anything right. during the year, and it was like, wow, look at these kids! They've applied to every one, and uh, there was a young person from Seattle, Seattle or Tacoma, that had applied to every single one we have done um, for the last three years. Wow. And I'm like, wow. And she's never won anything. But, and, and you go back and look at her, her applications are all were good, but just, you know, somebody just beat her out. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and it's, it's really hard yeah. because I'd love to give money to every single one of them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we've actually talked about just giving, like a few hundred dollars to every single application we get. <laughs> and then, and then we, ah, that's not going to really impact kids going to yeah. school. I'm sure the accountant kind of put the nicks on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. Uh, oh, one of our uh, viewers, uh, Brian's telling us that uh, one of our youth bowlers, Cody Bass was a recipient of one of the uh, scholarship awards. So kudos to Cody. Hey, I got a question here uh, to go to, to bowling balls. Uh, so Philip is asking, Chuck, I see on the Brunswick website specifically about bowling balls being remade. Uh, what ball would you personally like to see be remade? Uh, you have a favorite Brunswick uh, all-time ball that you'd like to see it or, or even get to throw yourself? I have a couple. <laughs> um, I, I actually have one of this ball from many years ago that I, I still have. And uh, the, the, the once in a blue moon that I bowl, um, it goes with me. Uh, I don't bowl hardly at all anymore, but it's called a time zone. And uh, it was a really neat bowling ball. Um, I'm pretty partial to dark color bowling balls. Um, and so the other ball that I would really love to see remade is the Versamax. Um, that was a neat bowling ball. 
and uh, something really special that we had uh, many years ago. And uh, so those are those would probably be my favorite. We, we have a uh, a vintage line, and right. it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we had, we had the vapor zone, the vintage vapor zone, and that ball was so good. Um, and and so I, I think it's something that Brunswick is going to continue to do. I sure hope they do. Um, and it, but it is fun, and I, I would like to see us do. Now that we have seven brands, um, I'd love to see us do a vintage deviate ball because uh, deviate's ten years old this year. Yeah. Wow. wow. So yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um, it's still the only bowling ball company that was ever launched at Junior Gold. Yeah. No one ever heard of that bowling ball company until Junior Gold 10 years ago. And, yeah. uh, and the backlash then, too, because of, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Brian working on that line uh, it wanted to he wanted to make it make a statement. And so damn good bowling. Right. Yeah. Uh, and people oh, flipped yeah. out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this is inappropriate. And uh, you know what? But look at that line. And you'd think, and I, honestly, and we're huge fans of Brunswick, uh, but you, you wouldn't think that Brunswick would be the one that was launching a, a new ball line, especially at that time. So right. it, 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 it's crazy to think that 10 years later, here we yeah. are, and it's pretty successful. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's done well. And uh, we're, we're proud of the brand and we're proud of our staff that, uh, that throws the brand. And... Uh, you know, it's it's neat having Shannon O'Keefe back, part of the of the Brunswick family. Uh, she was an original deviant. Um, she was one of our first staffers we ever we ever had, and uh, so it's wonderful having her back. And uh, so it's 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 a lot of fun. Hey, so one of the things that we've been talking about, and so here's asking your opinion as a coach. Uh, so this comes from Dennis. What the conversation now? People, we haven't bowled in in a month. And so it's for some people, it's going to be several months. And so I know my bowling thumb is basically gone. Uh, and so the ball not fitting, uh, should we just be telling people to redrill their ball? Uh, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of tips would you give someone that's going to be getting back uh, on the lanes when we, when we get to open? Well, what I would say, and, and, and I, I have, I actually, uh, I did some other show recently and I talked about this and it, I, I think it's really important that a couple of days a week, put your bowling ball in your hand. Yeah. Know, somebody just that. put yeah. it in your hand and swing it, swing it at least um, take it out in the yard, um, throw it against some cushions. But if you, if you just swing it and keep it on your hand, then your hand will start to swell a little bit again and get back to the size it normally is. Because if you if you plug and redrill the bowling ball, it won't be but a couple of months. Now you're going to have to get the hole opened up again. Um, so yeah. if you focus on it now and swing the bowling ball, and for, for the first week or two, just use a little more tape. Yeah. Um, just use a little more tape in your holes. Um, if you use finger inserts, you know, go down a size in your finger inserts because they're, it's really inexpensive to change those back out. Um, but I would swing the ball, swing it. Um, Shannon O'Keefe did her tip Tuesday the other day, and it was about keeping your hand up to size. And, and uh, she is swinging the bowling ball in her hand every day. And uh, I would recommend doing that. All right. So that's great. 
Now we have customers who have their balls locked up in a locker here. <laughs> so as easy as that sounds, I, I'm actually, nobody said it yet, but I'm sure one of you are thinking it. All right, so they don't have their equipment at home. So what could be an alternative uh, to that uh, without being without having access to their equipment? I mean, most people have something at home, uh, right. but if they don't. If they don't, they could just hit their thumb with a hammer. There it is. <laughs> <Out of all. laughs> No, I, you know, that's, that's a tough one. Um, that's, that's a tough one. I, I, if you don't have any bowling balls, access to any bowling balls, that's hard, uh, because it's going to be hard to keep your hand up, uh, size wise. It really is. Um, I go through it every time I bowl because I bowl so infrequently. Um, but I never bowl enough once I do bowl for my hand ever to get back to size again. So I don't really worry about it. Um, okay. Uh, my my thumb was a uh, uh, inch and three thirty second when I quit bowling full time in two thousand and two. And when I drilled a ball, I did a little video uh, a few months ago uh, of a ball reaction for a bowling ball, and I drilled the thumb hole thirty one thirty seconds. So <laughs> I mean that's like eight or nine sizes smaller. So. <laughs> Uh, Kevin has a question here, Naz. Check this one out. Yeah. How can a bowler determine their rev rate? <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, – let's, let's – here's the, here's the big question. Yeah. Why? Why do you Why? want to determine your rev rate? <laughs> um, because the, the reality is um, if, if – so when we classify bowlers – even as coaches or as tour reps or whatever, we talk about a bowler being speed dominant, uh, rev dominant, uh, a match, whatever the case may be. Um, so you drill bowling balls based on the bowler's characteristics as far as rev rate. Um, then you're going to get their access point and their tilt and all the, the, the necessary things that you need to actually drill bowling balls. Rev rates don't really determine uh, how you're going to drill a bowling ball for somebody. So if it's important to know if you're a low rev rate player, a medium oh. rev rate player, or a high rev rate player, that's important to know. And you should be able to judge that. And you look at the PBA tour, Walter Ray is a low rev rate player. Chris Barnes is a medium rev rate player. And Jason Belmonte is a high rev rate player or, or Ryan Simonelli or Oscar Palermo or, you know, those guys are high rev rate players. Um, but so, so if you can categorize yourself um, like that as, as a player, at least you know where you fit. Um, I, I think that most players don't know really what their rev rate is. Um, they just talk about it. Like yeah, my rev rate's 500 or my rev rate's 450. And, uh, because someone once told them that. Um, but the only real way is to get on, you know, cats or on a, on a machine that can actually tell you, uh, you can actually do it. Also, there is a, with a video camera, uh, freeze framing it when marking it. And that's pretty accurate. Um, but I would tell bowlers, don't focus on your rev rate, focus on shot repetition, focus on doing it the same every time. Um, being consistent with your speed and, uh, and, and be a good decision maker. Um, because if you look at the best bowlers in the world, 
they don't all throw it the same. Think about that. I mean, is the PBA tour becoming a rev rate tour? Yeah, it kind of is. I mean, when you look at the three best players on the tour right now, um, you, you'd have to say it's it's Belmo, Simonson, and EJ. I, I would, I guess, those are probably the three best right now. Um, and and they're all high rev rate guys. Right. You know, two of them are two handed, and rev and EJ is the highest rev rate of the one handers. And uh, um, then then you have all the other great players like Bill O'Neill. He's not a rev rate dominated guy. Uh, Tommy Jones is not a rev rate dominated guy, but um, when Tommy first came on tour, he was one of the highest rev rates on tour. Yeah. Um, but rev rates have increased and Tommy's gotten older. And uh, so his rev rates gone down and the average rev rates gone up. So I think just because the best bowlers on the men's tour are high rev rate players, uh, doesn't mean that's the direction that we need to go as players because the best bowlers on the ladies tour. So you take the top three or four ladies tour players, Shannon O'Keefe, uh, Danielle McEwen and Dasha Kovalova. They were first, second and third last year in points, I believe. And if you look at those three girls, none of them are high rev rate players. Yeah. None of them. They are extremely, extremely accurate, uh, amazing spare shooters. Uh, all three of them like keeping the ball in front of them. And all three of them roll it a lot. So, you know, that's the ladies tour. And then you go to the men's tour, uh, the, the PBA 50 tour. And the number one player on the PBA 50 tour was Walter Ray. He was PBA 50 player of the year. He's certainly in the high rev rate guy. So I, I think bowlers need, I think bowlers get kind of going in a bad direction when they chase something that that's not natural for them or not good for them. I, I think uh, Norm Duke has proven that, I mean, he's super versatile. And when he needs to hook it more, he just throws it slower. Right. Yep. And... I think that's important. Walter Ray with one hand or two hands? Uh, well, you know, I'll tell you what, he's gotten pretty good with that second hand on that ball, hadn't he? I I, I think um, I, I'm excited um, for the time that Walter Ray wins with two hands. Um, and I think it's going to happen. Um, I, I really do. I think it's going to happen, and I think it'll be really cool. Um but no, Walter Ray with one hand because 90% of the time he bowls still one-handed. Um, sometimes late in blocks when they, they really start to hook and he's got to get way left, he grabs a ball without a thumb hole in it and starts throwing it two-handed. So uh, he only has two or three of those balls. And and if uh, one of them doesn't work, then you know he's kind of out of luck. In your opinion, uh, on the tour today, who is tomorrow's uh, surprise star? Who's gonna Who's gonna Who's gonna be coming through the ranks on the tour uh, and and truly shine? And maybe not has hasn't had the opportunity to shine just yet. Ooh. Um. So, are you looking for someone that who hasn't even won yet? It could be somebody or someone that's not a star yet. Just maybe not a star yet. Yeah, yeah. maybe not a star. Um, 
Chris Prather. Yep. That's the Chris, third time we've heard his name. Yeah. Chris Prather. Um, cause I think Anthony Simonson's already a star. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. He, even though Anthony Simonson's gonna, uh, he's going to be something pretty special. Um, I think, I think there's some guys that are on our staff that, um, have a chance to be really, really, really good. Um, Packy Hanrahan from Connecticut, uh, man, that kid, he, uh, he's pretty special and he's not afraid. Um, he is not afraid. This kid is going to be pretty good. I, but for me, it's kind of hard, uh, to talk about a real star on the left side of the lane anymore. Um, (laughs) It's, it's hard because, you know, uh, we've lost so many great players on the left side of the lane um, because of the feeling, you know, that, that they're not fair week in and week out that they've struggled with, you know, consistency on their side of the lane. And, you know, so it's, it's difficult. I I don't think I would have been a very good left-hander mentally. Um, My son threw it really good uh, when he was a kid. And uh, it was not very, he wasn't very old when I decided that I had to have a talk with him. (laughs) And explain to him that I did not think he would ever, be good on the pro bowlers tour um, because you have to have an unbelievable mindset yeah. in my opinion, to be a great left-hander on the PBA tour. You, you have to be so mentally tough. You have to understand that weeks you're going to have it. You better get it. And the weeks you yeah. don't have it, you have to figure out a way to deal with it and somehow grind out a check. Um, and you know, when you, when you look at the great lefties of our, of all generations, if you look back to Earl and Dave Davis and Johnny and, uh, and Parker, and it's most of them had such good demeanors. Yeah. Uh, they were, they weren't fiery. Could you imagine Marshall Holman as a lefty? <laughs> <laughs> How funny would that have been? Right. Like right. That, you know, he, he might've, killed somebody. I, I don't know what he could have done, but, um, or myself, let's be honest. I, I was so fiery when I was a competitor. Um, and, and, and it would have been hard for me to have some, if I was left-handed to have some righty, uh, like, uh, and, and some of the righties, ooh, they were really good at giving the lefties heck. Um, in today's game, Stuart Williams is brutal. Um, uh, Stu's one of the funniest guys ever, but when the left's got it, he is not afraid to let them know. Yep. Oh, sure. There's going to be seven. There's going to be seventy in the top ten this week. Oh boy. And we we had some guys back in the day when I was okay as a bowler that were like that. They were not really lefty lovers, and uh, I I heard people talk to Parker and and Johnny in some kind of way that, man, if they'd have done that to me. Whew. It would not have been good. <laughs> you know, you know uh, Mike Alden is going to be our guest tomorrow. Oh. Another guy with a very calm demeanor. Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, Albie. And Albie is 
was one of the greatest clutch bowlers ever. Yes, we've heard that. (laughs) He was so good. And it's, it's interesting. Someone asked me this question uh, a couple years ago and it said, and the question was put to me, if you had a player, if you could pick a player to throw a strike for you, for your life, who would it be? (laughs) Mike Albee. And I said, Mike Albee. And, and, and they said, well, who would be your second choice? I said, Johnny Petraglia. Well, who would be your third choice? Um, Parker Bone. And they go, really? You're a lefty lover? I go, no. It, it, the fact is that they're mentally different yeah. um, than, than we are. Um, they, they didn't get as many opportunities, so they had to take advantage of them, right? Um, when you look at Johnny's uh, winning in six decades, yeah, and, and this is going to sound so terrible, but Johnny still only won 15 times on the tour. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he won seven times in one year. Yeah. So when you think about that, this guy is, you know, I, I would say besides Dick Weber, um, he's probably one of the greatest icons of our sport. He, he's Absolutely. up there, right? He's up there um, as an ambassador for our yep. sport. Yep. But he's won 15 titles, yeah. right? And you have these other guys like, you know, you know, Walter Ray and, 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 and all these other great players. Um, I mean, if Earl Anthony didn't quit bowling in his early forties, think about what Earl could have done, Yeah, but he quit. He just said, yeah, I'm done. I've had enough. And, uh, Walter Ray still says today that Earl was probably the most dominant player of a generation and that he says Jason Belmonte is next. It's it's interesting that he did not call himself that. Right. Um, and and I and he feels that way because you know he's won 115 titles uh, with all levels of the PBA, but he's done it over a really long period of time. His longevity right. um, has attributed to that. But Jason Belmonte's only been bowling 12 years. Yeah. Uh, on tour and, 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 and Earl did not bowl that many years on tour, but he won 43 titles. It's like mind boggling. (laughs) Yeah. And when you hear, it's funny, we had Jason on uh, a few weeks ago and we were talking specifically about that. And he's like, I I can't compare, I don't want to compare myself uh, to those players. One, it's a different time Two, uh, you know, I'm just, I just, I'm just going out there and went like he, he's, I mean, he was humble about it. I know he's, he's, he is and he isn't <laughs> at the same time. Uh, but it's, it's interesting to hear him have the same perspective thinking yeah. about uh, everybody says, well, the greatest of all time. He's like, whoa, 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 slow your roll. Yeah, right. I'm I only to- here 12 years. Yeah. Right. yeah. You can't, you can't forget about Pete and Norm and Parker and, you know, all these other guys that have 30 and 40 titles. Um, so yeah, to give him the greatest of all time, but I will tell you, um, I've got to watch some of the best in our sport. I mean, I competed, I competed against Earl. Right? So I competed against Mark Roth and, um, and I've got, and I, I competed against Johnny and Parker and, and, uh, and Norm and, and all these great players and now still being out there watching what Jason Belmonte does, um, it's 
pretty cool. Um, I, I I feel very blessed um, that I have had a front row seat to so much greatness uh, over my time on the PBA tour. And it's, it's, it's pretty neat. I, I, I just think it's unbelievably cool to be in the front row watching this. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. What would you say is your uh, most uh, memorable moment uh, in your in your current role so far? Ever? Yeah, sure. Ooh, um, wow. There's there's a lot of them up there. Um, I, I would say, I would say. Hmm. most memorable recent moment over the last five or six years um i would say was dasha's 300 game um because of the um the way it happened um her mother was there and um she was nervous she had she had won the queens a few weeks before um but she was really super nervous going into this show. Um, very, very, very nervous. And her mom had not seen her bowl on TV before. And uh, because her mom and Dasha loves to talk between shots, um, she doesn't sit down between shots. She comes back and stands with me. And we talk about lots of things that may not even be bowling. Um, we do talk about bowling, but some things are not bowling and uh, some things are really odd that we talk <laughs> about. Um, but because before the show went on, her mother um, said, said to her, um, please don't try and make contact with me. Uh, trust what Chuck's telling you. Um, you know, he's, he's with you that, you know, through this and this and that and the other. And um, I think, I think just the whole way it went down, I think that has to be up there. And to see Liz Johnson's reaction, um, the excitement that Liz had. Um, I mean, it was the first time a PWBA player has ever bowled 300 for a title uh, on TV. Um, so I think I, I, I would say that's probably up there. But, you know, Johnny went in in the sixth decade. Uh, Parker's win of the world championships in 2012 after hurricane Sandy, um, you know, you know, Parker, Parker's run that week was pretty unbelievable. Yeah. We had Parker on and, and we asked him the same question and he answered that he felt that that was was one of his, his uh, favorite moments. And again, it was because his family was there and, and the whole, the way the whole week played out. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people don't even know the entire story, even though Bowler Journal wrote a little story about it. Um, the The way Parker made that cut was unbelievable. Um, I'm a I'm a score watcher uh, the last game or so. So if Kirk von Kruger or or uh, one of the Flow Bowling guys want to know what the number is going to be. Uh, in the middle of the last game or whatever, a lot of they'll, they'll come and stand next to me, John Weber, because um, I'm really good at figuring it out. It's I don't know why. It's just something that I have a knack for. And uh, I, I will tell you that three people, three people in the 10th frame 
all had a chance without even doubling to go around Parker and knock him out of the top 24. Any of those three people did it. Any of them. He's out. He doesn't make top 24. Parker wasn't even there. He'd went to a, he went to dinner with a friend of ours named Alan Frederick, who lives in Vegas. And he went out to dinner with him or went to dinner at his house, I think. And he just said, just keep me posted. Let me know if I luck into this cut. And he didn't think he was going to make it. And every single thing happened for Parker to qualify 24th. It was, it was unbelievable what happened. I, and I'm talking about good players, a good player, really good player um, who is a title holder needed a, one of them just needed a mark in the 10th and he opened in the 10th and uh, the other two needed the first strike in the 10th and neither one of them did it. And they were all three like top quality players and none of them did it. And he would have been out. And uh, so he barely made that cut. Then he qualified fifth. And then on the show, his ball reaction on the right lane was terrible. Um, and, and, and we made a ball change when he needed a mark in the 10th on the right lane, the first game, I don't remember who he was bowling. Was it? That wasn't Belmo. Whoever he was bowling, he needed a mark in the 10th. And we changed balls in the 10th frame. And, and they made kind of a big deal of it because, you know, it was on a, it was on a, a stage where the lanes were, they were, they were you know, lanes that were put in for the, for the show. So I, I, ran around the side. I grabbed this ball. I handed it to him and he threw, it was the same ball, just a different drilling. And he, he threw that ball, the first shot in the 10th. And, and one of the questions was asked to me, um, actually, I think it was during the telecast. Randy asked me that, like, you really actually changed balls <laughs> like, when he needed a mark. And I go, dude, it's Parker bone. Like you, you, I mean, it's Parker Bone. You know he's going to throw it good. Right. So, yeah, I knew the ball wouldn't be that different, and and, and I knew it, it's the same ball. It's it's a similar. I mean, it's the same core, same cover, just a a really different drilling. And and I said there was no chance he was going to win with that ball that he was throwing on the right lane. No chance. Zero. Because he was going to have to beat Rash and beat Belmo and beat whoever else was on the show. And he needed better ball reaction on the right lane. So we took a chance and he did it. And he threw that ball the rest of the rest of the event on the right lane. And uh, someone asked me, like, how did you know that was the right boss? I had no idea. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> it's like everything we do. We don't know. We just take a guess. We, we go, this is an educated guess. Let's try this. And and see if it works. And when you got someone as amazing as Parker bone throwing it, right. You don't really worry about it. The guy's just that good. Um, and you can't teach that. You really can't teach yeah, that. It's yeah. you, you learn that through experience. And, and these guys we're talking about uh, it's, it's experience for yeah. sure. And then having the support behind them like you is important too, because they need you either to agree with them right. or to say, dude, no, Absolutely not. Uh, tr try this, and you and you know what? You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Sometimes I'm sure. How many times have you gotten yelled at? Oh, what the hell did I do that for? Plenty, <laughs> <laughs> plenty. I can tell you that it's. I, I've had some players on our staff over the years uh, that aren't with us anymore. Um, that that no matter how good a week we had, um, it was always because 
they bowled unbelievable. And every time they had a bad week uh, or a bad TV show, it's because our plan stunk. You know, it was a terrible plan. That was a terrible plan. Where, where did you come up with that idea? That was dumb. You know, so yeah, there, listen, it's part of the job. And, uh, and, and you don't really ever know, to be honest, like if any tour rep comes on this show and says to you that they know that this is the right thing or they knew they're, they're just blowing smoke and tooting their own horn because we don't ever know. You just don't. It's it's just you hope that your guesses are right more often than they're wrong. Right. Otherwise, you won't keep your job very long. Yeah, well, um, you, know what I mean? <laughs> you know, possibly, too, like you said, that you knew that Parker was going to throw it well, that that probably feeds back and forth that your confidence in giving him that ball that he felt, listen, Chuck says, this is it. This is it. I'm going to get up there and throw it. And I trust him. So that, that trust is probably really important. And I will tell you, going back to the very first question that was asked, who is the hardest? I will tell you without a doubt, without a doubt, this is no questions asked. The best ever, ever that I've worked with ever is Parker Bone. Ever. Like, nobody is more willing to give it a chance than Parker. Nobody. Nobody is more willing. If if I'll if I talk to Parker in the eighth frame of a game and I'll say, hey Parker, let's do let's do me a favor. Let's try let's throw this ball on your fill shot just to see if it'll give you a better reaction. He'll look right at me and goes, Do you believe it's a better right. it will give me a better reaction? I go, yeah, I do. He goes, well, I'll throw it now. Yeah. And, and, and that is Parker bone. That is how he's wired. That is, he's by far, it's not even, it's not even close. It's not even any equation that he's the best I've ever worked with when it comes to willingness to try things. Uh, uh, never, ever, 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 ever has he blamed me. <laughs> Ever. Not one time. You know, he's come back a few times after throwing the ball and go, yeah, I'm not sure that's the right one. <laughs> and, and I'll go, yep, you're right. It's not. But, you know, at the end of the day on a television show, they go so fast and it, it happens so quickly that you make a plan, you commit to it. Um, you have an idea that if this doesn't work, this is what we're going to try. Um but never once has he said, and you're playing stunk. That's why I didn't win this tournament. Um, it's because at the end of the day, it's the player's responsibility. Right. He threw the ball. Right. And, and we're not, we're not telling them, you know, I work for the company, but I would never tell them, all right, you have to throw this ball. Right. That's ludicrous. That's ludicrous. Um, I will tell them, I believe this is the right ball. Um, I believe this is the right decision. And uh, let's let's give it a try. And uh, Parker never once has finished an event and said, uh, "Yeah, you 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 messed me up, or you didn't do the right thing, or I I don't agree with what you did." And that's and I, I would say that many players have done that, um, and, and you learn to deal with it. But Parker never once, ever, ever, never once. 
Yeah, and that just speaks his personality. Yeah, absolutely. Accountability, taking the accountability on himself. And again, you can't teach that, but you can inspire someone uh, to take that on, right? So uh, how does somebody like Parker and and you through your stories and your relationships uh, pass that on? Because that's the only way that next generation can have any understanding of what they should, should or shouldn't be doing. But again, can't teach it. Uh, but through your through words of wisdom, Chuck, you can make that happen. <laughs> well, we we do our best. I have a young guy that's working with me now for Brunswick. Uh, his name is Eric Kraus, and uh, I love Eric. He is uh, he is just a really good personality. Um, he he's still a little shy. Um, a couple of players even called him awkward, um, but he's shy. He's he's a shy guy. But he's he's uh, he's willing to learn. He wants to learn, and I believe when I'm done uh, in the next few years that he will he will take over and do an unbelievable job uh, for the Brunswick family as the uh, uh, coaching manager uh, for the PBA. And uh, I, I think he'll do an unbelievable job. And I think he's a perfect guy for the job. That's awesome. Hey, hey, Chuck, you've been great, and we, we appreciate you. you making the time and, and spending it with us today. Uh, we could talk for – we could keep yeah, talking. Yeah, we could have kept going. <laughs> we could keep going. going. Uh, but uh, I know you're going to be – so you're doing – you're on a couple of uh, live streams in the upcoming few days. Uh, where are you? Where can everybody yeah. else see you over Ooh. the next few days? Do you remember? Um, tomorrow, I think I'm doing the Bowler's Rant. Okay. Um. Uh, Wednesday night, I'm doing uh, the League Bowler show with uh, David Clark. Okay. Um, and Thursday, I am on the Morning Bolt with Storm. Oh, nice. Um, I, I think it's Thursday, the Morning yeah. Bolt. So that's that's going to be fun, too. Um, I think those are my next, next three I'm doing coming up in the next uh, few days. Look at you. Go get yourself an agent. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, this is this is so much fun and and it gives us an opportunity to pass on information to bowlers while they're home and and uh you know it's it, it's really just about sharing knowledge and sharing stories and 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 just having fun. Um and uh you know people that are listening feel free to reach out and I'll answer any questions that I didn't get to today and and I'll be glad to answer questions for you. Awesome. Well, you're the best. We're, Thanks, we'll have Chuck. you here soon. And uh, tell Dasha that we'll get. We need to get the real Dasha on the show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just to pass the word. <laughs> let, let me know. Let me know. I I, I can uh, I can certainly uh, hook you up that. with that. She'd cool. love to be on. I'm sure. And she's you. You, you know, I I, I want to go back for a moment. You talked about uh, that 300 game in the Queens, and she. I happen uh, I happened to meet her in January at the at the bowling summit, and she she spoke. And uh, one, she made fun of herself because she as, as not the best speaker, but she was awesome. And and she's hysterical. But that story that she tells, and I'll, I'll we'll, I want her to come on and tell that story. But she basically says, "I'm bowling against Liz Johnson," and <laughs> and she was a nervous wreck inside. And man, she took you through the one bowl at a time, and it showed on TV if you watched it. And anybody that didn't go back and watch that, it really was an awesome finale. Uh, Especially, and I love Liz, and she's again one yeah. of the the greatest athletes uh, in our sport. Uh, but just to watch that is just amazing, and her talk about it is even cool too. Well, the picture uh, from the front 
when she was doing it. And Liz is out of her chair looking around the corner to watch it um, and how excited Liz was for her. Yeah. Because, first of all, Liz, you know, obviously, she'd already lost the match. Um, but she knew how big it was for women's bowling. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She yeah. knew how huge it was for women's bowling. And, uh, you know, even though Liz is, you know, later in her career, she's still going to win a bunch more titles. Oh, yeah. No, but you know she's got some knee some knee issues, and her knees are are, are in tough shape. Um, but she's still such a great competitor, and she's still going to win a bunch more. I love Liz, and uh, but she knew how big it was for women's bowling, and that picture is is iconic to me to see her looking around the corner and and Dasha was so cute in the tenth frame, like when when she threw the first one in the tenth and tripped the four, and she looked over and she goes. Just like that look <laughs> of like, and she goes like, "Do I move one? Do I move two? Is like her her whole hand motions were so cute and and uh, when when I first I just told her I said two and one, just go two and one, and and she did, and and I said, "Were you nervous moving two? She goes, "Yeah, I was." Yeah. I said, "But did you do it?" She goes, "I did it," and uh, and but you know you're not going to throw it much better than she threw that first one. And it, it creeped a little high. So uh, we certainly need to make a move and, and, and let's go. So that's great. awesome. I, I tell everybody, go back and go watch that. If you haven't, it's, it, it, it's, it's a great show. Hey, Chuck, again, thank you for joining thank us. You, Chuck. Uh, thank you. We will see you soon. Uh, stay healthy and, and be uh, well. Enjoy the rest of your time while you are quarantined uh, with the missus there. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. We got him. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Chuck. He's great. Ah, oh, he's great. He's and, and he is good. Uh, listen, we could talk for days. Oh my gosh, I I can't even believe that was over an hour, and it felt like <laughs> ten minutes. Ten minutes. Uh, yeah. We appreciate you guys sticking around and yeah, and, uh, thank you. And sticking thank with you. Chuck with that and, and us. Uh, yeah, and he's got. I mean, we could continue to talk stories. Yeah. Uh, and he's listen. He's got a lot of experience, and he's great, especially on the lanes. Uh, as a coach, he's got a great eye, and you know somebody was asking, "How do you determine? How do you determine some of those things?" And really, a coach's eye is important, and uh, that yes. you learn again. It's something you learn over over and time. It's, and it's you know uh, it's a it's a it's a special thing uh, for a coach to have that eye, and some people have to cultivate it, and some people just naturally have it. And in my lifetime, I mean, I probably know maybe four coaches that really have, they can just pick it up. It's, it's like they see in slow motion, honestly. Yeah. And um, it's honestly, it's a gift. And um, first one that ever coached me and I'm not bragging cause he's my husband, but uh, Ray has that amazing eye. And, um, and it, like I said, it's a gift and Chuck has it. And I, I think all great, Great coaches have it. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so he's great. And he's just got a great – you can feel his passion for the game. And, and I think that that's what kind of draws you into his uh, his stories too because he's, he's – listen, he's obviously a great guy and he loves the game. Yeah, and uh, I said it earlier, but the the players talking about him uh, is yeah. a fun experience too. Yeah. Uh, the stories and even the appreciation uh, you, we take that for granted. And so Dell was talked a little bit about that when they when Dell Bauer was on the show, uh, doing the same job in a different. It just 
Yeah. It's this, it, they have the same, you have to have a men, special mentality to be able to do that job. Uh, and also, cause it's not easy. Uh, you're no. telling the best in the world what to throw and what to do. And you're expecting exactly what Chuck's talking about. So thanks again, Chuck. Hey, uh, so a little funny today is Friday and uh, you know, the news is a funny place right now. And specifically uh, bowling centers in Georgia got the opportunity to open, which uh, so this is the inspiration for today's meme of the day. You read it this time. Uh, I don't always go to Georgia during a pandemic, but when I do, I go bowling and get a tattoo. <laughs> I mean, I hate to share that because it's it's terrible, but it's it was pretty funny. It is kind of funny. It is funny. We have to laugh for ourselves. And I mean, of That's course, the... look, the, the image. I mean. Yes. It's the famous. Greatest uh... <laughs> fan of the world. The yes. Yes. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, a sh it's crazy because. Uh, we do know bowling centers that are there that are not opening. Yeah, uh, patiently waiting uh, for the other states to comply, and uh, and it's been a little bit of a joke in the news. And I and I don't think anybody in bowling really appreciates that either. No, it's because it is uh, it, it being in a bowling center. This is our business. This is serious not only to us but to to our, our bowling family that comes here. Yeah. It's uh, it's. You know, we want everybody to be safe. And when we are allowed to come back to business, you know, we want we want to do it the right way. So we're kind of making fun of the news there. But that is funny. And it is funny. <laughs> Amy at PPAH writes, she goes, oh, no, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. It, it is, is funny. funny. And you we know have what? to be able to make fun of ourselves, too, yes, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, we would hope that uh, maybe what happens in Georgia, maybe things – are fine and we hope so right and, and we, hope so. we yeah no yeah. we absolutely hope so we're not wishing for anything bad and we hope that going forward that maybe they could be a blueprint for either way either way correct <laughs> they will they, we guarantee they will be a blueprint either way <laughs> um but we're definitely hoping for the best for them and um we you need know, to get back to normalcy, so I understand that, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. but, and how do we do that? And I think that's what they're all struggling with. Yeah. Uh, how do you turn that on? Listen, New York, we're in such a different yeah, different landscape than the rest of the country. And it has to do with the population. These yeah. highly populated cities, of course, are going to see larger cases. Right. Uh, and yeah. I think people don't realize how many people live here in New York. Yeah. Think about, forget about Staten Island's a little different, uh, but think about Brooklyn. Housing, housing on top of housing and, and throughout yeah. the other boroughs. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of people living Even in Staten Island. Is we have it here. Crowded now. Oh, yeah. it's overcrowded. But I don't, we don't really live. You don't have housing the same as you do in some of the other boroughs. No, not at, not in a lot, a lot of the islands. Uh, know. they are rolling the dice. Uh, checked out that pun. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so, uh, one day at a time, we just hope everybody stays, uh, healthy yes. and safe. That's what we want. Um, while we're all just trying to entertain ourselves and keep some, Saturday, you, know, you know what? I have a little thing I'm going to do this weekend. I'm gonna what are you going to do this week? I'm going to check out some of those other shows and see what they're doing. The Bowling Rants, the Storm yes. Holt. So some of the some of those uh, I've seen live some streams of them, and podcasts I haven't were seen. existing in this space already. Right. Yes. I don't know about the. I've seen. I know what I've seen them come in my feed. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't that's know what them. I'm saying. I, I, um, I want to. USBC has started something. They uh, Chad was on again today. Yes, I did, see and that. brought in the other guys that have a podcast too. Inside Bowling always has had something. Uh, Mike's done. They're doing some other work. Yes, a storm that's new. Uh, the, the bolt. The, yeah. It's a morning bolt. Um, Blair is there behind the scenes person, and Blair is awesome. Blair uh, is doing that. Blair Blemenscheid. She's a oh. she's their social media guru. That's and, cool. Uh, 
yeah. And it's great to see, it's great to see people embracing and the different brands, they're all doing something. Chris Barnes and Stu Williams yes, have, they got uh, have a little thing going too. So I think they, if they might've, they might've, listen, that's high a flattery. That's right. I'm all, I'm all about copying it and, and doing whatever. We just know that we were of the first we to were. do what we're, nobody's Breaking. doing what we're, yes, nobody can do what we're doing. No. Come on. They're not me and you. No. Cause you know why? We're keeping it real, Frank. We're keeping, We're keeping it, it real. real. Oh, we're trying to keep it real to the best of our ability. <laughs> uh, but you know, a lot of times it's breaking news happens here first. You heard yeah. it here first. Ratings bonanza. The other, yes, yesterday, the day before, we broke the 70,000 mark. Oh, uh, yeah, that was two viewers, days ago. And that's real. Uh, it's been, this has been fun. Sadly, we're doing this because. Right, because of a bad reason. A bad but, reason. At the uh, same time, we're happy that we can uh, we can deliver yeah. this to you, and you guys have been great supporters. Uh, but I would I would challenge you to your point. Go look on the other. There are some yeah. other uh, pod podcasts and, and web streams with some great content uh, that are out there, and some of them are. I mean, we talked about doing this for a half hour, and then it turned into an hour, and today it's, we're at an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, yes. We were going to do a quick little half hour. And then, uh, so it's turned into something, uh, we, we're not going two hours, uh, no. we'll wrap it up. Oh, oh, wow. uh, but <laughs> it, it, hey, some of them are, uh, some of them are 10 minutes. They're just, yeah. hey, yes. here's an update, a little and just a update, little, right. a little blip. Uh, although I have to say, I, I, I did send Kelly, Kelly Kulik a note after being on our show. because She, she has to come her, back. She has to, we have to get her back, we will. Uh, we need to do it soon, but the whole dancing on on a live yeah. stream, they did that on the Storm Bolt. You know, that idea. And I, I, I we, we were I know. the ones that asked We asked her for it, but they may have somebody else asked her for it too, which is okay. So but we're going to have her come on dance. But she, somebody else got, beat us to it, getting her back on here because we, we have a big schedule. We have people like begging to be on our show. Yep. Yes. Absolutely, we do. It doesn't happen to everybody. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Oh, but that, that is somewhat true. I, I laugh, but that is somewhat true. Hey, we're having fun. That's what this is about. Yep. And we're glad that you uh, join us it. and be a part and of this. And we're glad you're enjoying uh, it. And you guys are a part of uh, of every show, and we appreciate it. So anyway. We wouldn't be here if you weren't there. Oh, that is true. Oh, well, we, actually, we could. Well, we would. We would just well, be talking right. to nobody. <laughs> Which is actually what we do. On normal days. We do. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is a, a no, we're not talking to anybody. We're talking to you. Uh, and so thank you for entertaining us at the same time. Uh, so tomorrow, I made some notes here because I, I got some ideas out of that for, for, for other guests. I was making notes too. We're going to, uh, we are going to reach out to Dasha. Dasha is yeah, going to be somebody that, absolutely. Uh, I don't want to make any promises, but we're going to reach out and see if we can get around well, here. Chuck said he's going to hook us up. So Chuck's going to work on that for us too. Uh, you never know. You never know. Ex I just said it to someone else. Expect the unexpected. unexpected. We had that that's stolen though. That's stolen from Survivor. But that's okay. Oh, was that what's up? Oh yeah, that's a big that's a that's always been a big oh. thing in the game of Survivor. That's okay. Maybe we'll get flipping around a little bit. Uh we uh we've working on our on our guests and we've we've got some more great guests this upcoming week. But tomorrow is Saturday, the end of the week, because Sunday we're gonna kick it off again. Tomorrow Naz is what? What is tomorrow Naz? Pro bowler, PBA Hall of Famer, USBC Hall of Famer, Mike Albee. The yeah, the uh, yeah, the nemesis of uh, past guests they've re revealed to us. Oh, I can't, we can't wait. And, I, uh, I know Joe Cal is Joe Cal's gonna be back with us and he's been making his notes, <laughs> yeah. so we, we have some good questions. We're gonna, we're gonna have to ask Mike his perception of, yeah, and Mike's a great guy, he's never gonna throw anybody under the bus, yeah, but we can try. Really, really, I, I'm super excited about uh, 
about him tomorrow. So yeah, that's going to be good. So tomorrow, Mike one of my all time favorites was uh, Mike Olby. Yeah, he's got some another one, some great stories. So we're we're excited uh, to have him with us tomorrow. And then Sunday starts a new week. Uh, but that that was episode thirty four in the books. Times, in the books, thirty four in the books. I'd give you a high five, but high five. Good job. Well, thanks for, for joining in. Yes. Thanks for uh, being with here, us. staying and, and hanging out. Uh, keep doing so. Like and share our videos. No, we don't and, have a pet uh, of the day today. Somebody's asking about pet of the day. We do I not. I went really long, but no, we don't have a pet. Of, we sadly don't have a pet of the day today. We need you to send in our pets. Your send pets. in your pets. We want to showcase your pets. I'm gonna. We're gonna put a post out uh, on a, on the page outside of the show, okay. asking okay. folks to send right. share us with their pets. Share their we pets did. with us. He was here yesterday. I can't even. Why, get I brought in my dog yesterday to uh, showcase. Boost. Yeah, come on. Ratings bonanza. A dog on the bowling lanes, <laughs> and not just that bowling doodle that's out there in the Midwest. Which is he's really cute too. Do you ever see those videos? No. The proprietors that they have two doodles. Uh, they call them. I don't know. I forget their names, but they they got storm jerseys and all, and they bowl. They use the ramp. Oh, uh, but they bowl. I, Presley, I don't know if we can get him bowl, but we could try. We're gonna try. But he was out on the lane, so yeah. we, we're, we're doing gonna... things here again. Please don't duplicate these the next time you come yeah. back to the bowling center. <laughs> um, and no, I uh, know Joni. We don't want to. We, we don't, don't want your cat. I believe that Frankie and I are both allergic to cats. Uh, I so. yes, I'm highly allergic. No, yeah. I'm not a cat yeah. person. I have enough neighborhood cats. I don't want anybody else's. <laughs> Oh, uh, no. Uh, but, Joni, you can keep the cat. But you can send us a photo of a your A picture cat. of the cat we would take. Maybe Shrek holding the cat. <laughs> All right. We got to go. So <laughs> thank you for watching. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. If yes. you like our page, uh, you'll get the notification each day that we're here. And uh, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you, Chuck, for being with us today. Yeah. Uh, we look forward to having Mike tomorrow, yeah. Joe Cal back in the studio. Uh, yes. You know, we're just trying to keep it real. Keeping it real. And please, our prayers go out to uh, everybody right now. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. Call up somebody that you haven't spoken to and tell them you love them. And, uh, all right, before I get any more morose, let's, uh, that was awesome. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Send in.